Welcome back to the PDP. It's your boy, Pops Prince. Today, we got a very special guest. He's the founder of Forum Creatives, just another dude who makes art, I guess. <laughs> He's an event curator, an artist, a father, videographer. The man is talented. He's uh, grown up in the streets of Chicago. Let's give it up for Milk Bread. I mean, do you make music or what, what got you into that? Well, um, I mean, I used to want to make music like hip hop, right? Like when I was in in high school, even after um, in college, actually, that's when I started doing like open mics, mm. like rap battle triathlons Crazy. and stuff like that. I was trying to um, not trying to, but I was actually recording like freestyles, but it was mainly like on my own. What was your, your rapper name? Uh, Sapien. Oh, okay. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, oh, uh, like human, like, like human. Oh, yeah, like homo right. sapien. You know? Crazy. Um, and yeah, and like with the hummingbird, for example, I got into that. Um, because one day I was hanging out with my homie Roger, rest in peace, and um, he invited me out to go to a show um, to watch the mini projects, which um, pretty much aren't together anymore. Mm. And um, I noticed that the crowd was like way back, you know, usually like not in front of the stage. Right, exactly, you know. And uh, also, I noticed that the videographer who was recording for the venue or even for the bands he was also way in the back mm. so i was just like what okay cool so i took that upon myself i don't know why i took the opportunity it was just like i had a iphone 12 mini yeah. and i was just like recording getting angles my homie roger ended up sending uh that footage to my homie eddie who runs the hummingbird mm. and he was like yo who is this like can uh you know connect us and then that's how I started getting into videography, into the music scene. And uh, so I went from trying to make music to pretty much documenting like bands, oh, yeah. you know. Do you have your own YouTube channel? Like, no. 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 Okay. That's, I feel like that's too much pressure, <laughs> you know. You'd rather be work for someone else, like, or be under them? Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to like, um, like investigate a little bit before this, just uh like I, I didn't realize how many shows you have really like hosted and mm -hmm. like I've done. Um, do you have a number of like, like how many events have you done? To be quite honest, probably like a handful, maybe like five or six. I mean, that's still a lot. Like I feel like a lot of people don't don't host their own events. That's a that's a thing. So I just I came off of like this novel, Pizza Pops Prince mm. collab. Mm -hmm. We just had that this weekend. Yeah, and um, it was pretty crazy. Like there's a good amount of people that came out. Um, and then we had the calendar that you were part of, yeah. like in 2021. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to tell this story on on this podcast because I have another podcast with my friends. But nice. uh, basically, I think your calendar or the year after that, so either 2021 or 2022, um, I remember getting a whole bunch of orders for mm -hmm. them. And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to like see how many I can get and I'm going to place a large order of calendars. And when I, when I placed the order the i had the since i was using the same template from like 2021 to 2022 all i did was replace the pictures but i didn't realize that i had to replace the dates mm. <laughs> so yeah. then i was left over with so much like calendars with the wrong dates on them and right. then it was like the biggest l that i took at the beginning of the year yeah so now going into like 2024 i feel like this is a full circle moment because like like i didn't expect an event to come out of this mm -hmm. like we didn't have an event for no. our year and then um, it was kind of Gremsky from Novel Pizza who reached out and said, like, we have a venue, like, we have a space that we're trying to, like, 
have private pop-ups at. So it kind of just fell into my lap and I was like, yeah, let's do it. And people are going to be able to showcase their work and made some money from that. So it's, it's, it's crazy. It's like how you could take like a big L, but like if you don't give up, like it could eventually like lead to something. Well, I mean, you have to fail to succeed, right? Yeah, definitely. That's what they say. I mean, you can't grow without uh, having to go through those trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. And I think, I guess like one question that I have for you, like what do you think you could have done with those numbers of calendars that were uh, misprinted? Oh, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like yeah. could could you have possibly like, handing them out to artists and be like hey like pretty much like paint over the numbers do all this mm -hmm. you know and have like a an artist proof type of calendar where it's a little more exclusive that would be on fire too i actually ended up going over a lot of them with whiteout and like mm -hmm. uh changing certain dates by myself but it was taking way too long oh yeah and then i even thought about printing out like a big sheet of like the new dates mm. of like a sticker and just placing Slapping it on top. It yeah. And once I did that, it was still transparent. So you could still see the date underneath. I'm like, I'm wasting so much time. Oh, on so, you, so you did try. Maybe. I tried. Yeah, I tried. And I ended up uh, being able to have a pop-up, I think at the end of, it was like around December mm -hmm. where I was able to like give a print. So I, I basically just separated the the numbers and the, and the art. And then I was just giving out prints to like people oh cool yeah yeah so at least you still get some of the calendar but it was yeah. still a L. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah man this is the proud disappointment podcast i wanted to have you on because you've you've been on the scene for like a couple of years now and i think i i was trying to remember the exact like moment i first met you but i i remember like when me you and use were like tagging or like getting some cans yeah, together COVID. was that like the first like time really we had a conversation or? i believe so yeah, yeah. yeah. like um, a long format conversation yeah yeah I, I remember that like uh for sure it was during covid um and i i heard a podcast and you guys were actually talking about that moment and i do remember that where i saw like everybody around me um pretty much like doing the wood boards and all of that yeah, stuff yeah. and as far as like people um, are just out in the streets yeah and, dude yeah. and like and as far as like getting into the scene like i didn't really start you know, taking this serious or like actually branding myself and moving with my brand until like maybe three or four years ago, mm -hmm. you know, like I've always been in a scene as a part, as a, as a viewer, as an audience member. So around like 2020? Yeah. Is, is when I started like uh, participating as an artist. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, as I was mentioning earlier, I couldn't stick to what identified me, like as far as a name or a brand, you know? And so I was constantly like going back and forth until finally I like, decided that you know milk breath is what i'm gonna move forward yeah. with you know and wh where does that come from just so we get some I, I love telling the story <laughs> i love telling the story so it involves my daughter oh um, fire uh so what happened one day was you know drinking her lechita <laughs> and she gets like too close to me and she's like <laughs> you know I, don't, I forget what she says she's being a kid she's blabber something and i was like girl you got milk breath <laughs> and i was like i was like yo Milk breath. Milk, milk breath. breath. Fire, I kept yeah. repeating it to myself and I was like, yeah, it has a ring to it. Like, it, it sounds dope. And and so, like, again, going, you know, trying to figure out what what I, um, like, identified me. Mm -hmm. um, that milk breath, in my mind, goes well with my style, you know, because my style is very... Um, like childlike, playful, yeah. you know, it's uh, very imaginative. Graffiti-esque. Uh, graffiti-esque, you know, because yeah, yeah. that's, that's where I started. I started yeah. graffiti, like, 
maybe in sixth grade and it was like Crazy. tagging on chairs yeah um on like bathroom stalls and stuff like that where did that come from you had like family members who got you no or? no it was um i guess just just seeing kids you know mm. um i started with skateboarding oh, okay. right fifth sixth grade and skateboarding culture and graffiti culture sometimes go hand in Definitely. hand not always but they do with like hip-hop and street exactly wear. like it's all exactly yeah. and so um I, I remember my first, like, actually seeing my first tag was, I know I said sixth grade, but it was actually in seventh grade, and it was upstairs in the library. There was this chalkboard, and um, uh, behind the chalkboard was, like, a space. It was covered completely by the chalkboard, and so, like, kids would just go back there and, like, just fuck around, yeah. you know? Um, so I was, like, hanging out back there with, like, a couple friends, and then I noticed that it was, uh, I think it was, like, T-H-E crew, the crew. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the crew. And I was like, what? What is this? Yeah, it's names. And and, uh, and then that's when I started noticing more graffiti started showing up more. And I actually uh, got asked to be part of a, like a. Um, there was two crews that were potentially to go into becoming gangs. One of them was us. this is Chicago CP. Yeah, like this is all, yeah. Okay. This, this is you all go, Chicago. You've been in CPU. Chicago your whole life. Yeah, born mm-hmm. and raised. And uh, what were the two crews? Oh, one of them was Snake Mob which was you're going into like, I think that was like Future Cobras. Mm. And then the other one was CSU. But it wasn't that CSU. It was like their own version of CSU. I don't know if they knew that there was a graffiti crew <laughs> or not, but uh, the CSU was pretty much for Future Kings. Crazy. And so they asked me, they're like, hey, yo, like, you know, you want to be part of us. Mm. So, you know, if you do, we'll protect you, blah, blah, blah. Did they ever get into it? Like the two? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that was, that was, those were the two crews that would always go at it in, like, middle mm-hmm. school. And, uh, yeah, like, I knew, like, I don't know what it was, but I was just like, nah, I'm good. Like, good on I'm, both. I'm cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and I've, I've always been like that, to be quite honest. Like, I strayed away from crews. Yeah. Just because, like, I know, I don't want that commitment. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what it is to be in a crew. I've had friends who are part of them and, like, I, I, there are pros and cons to it, right. but it's the commitment to it that I don't really want to. Yeah. You know? Cause it's like, uh, getting like jumped in and shit or like jumped yeah, out and just yeah. like, yeah, you really got to die for that shit. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think one of the things that like, um, I remember one time, um, somebody from, and I'm not going to like name drop, um, uh, but like somebody from, uh, that was, Hey, was also an, and I remember they were saying like, man, they want me to do, you know, ABC. They want me to do all of this. But I was like, I paint on my own time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't do it when you want me to do it. I do it when I want to do it. That's and, a and, yeah. And yeah. so he left the crew because they were so demanding on that. And so like that has always stuck with me. Like if I get into a crew, like I'm going to have to prove my worth. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so like that turned me off. I was like, nah, dude. Cause, That's crazy. It's like politics. And oh, like, yeah. The, the way that they could just. Mm-hmm. Ask yeah. something out of you, like even within like the art form that's supposed to be so like free and like mm-hmm. liberating. But it it is a sport. Yeah, it, it really I consider it a sport because like you're you're like you know climbing. You're um you're competing against other people. Yeah, yeah. You know you're putting yourself through physical physical um and mental strengths. You know that mm-hmm. are completely challenging you and how you view the world. But I, I never thought of it as a team sport. Like, it's more like a like an, an individual, individual sport. sport. No, it, it definitely... Um, I guess it could be if you have a crew. But. I mean, look at 1UP. Look at MSK. 
look at EHC. <laughs> yeah. You know, all and this is like a whole underground world of like right. that, like the the what do you call it? The the mainstream people don't really know about. Right. Yeah. And, and there are those mainstream crews like um like the first one that I mentioned, One Up. They're mm. internationally known. You know. Crazy. But yeah. Was there like a so there's like a transitional would you say like 2020 was when you were like all right i'm gonna start because i feel like there's a thing between like muralists and uh and like graffiti people or just even like like building milk breath mm -hmm. i think like uh someone in the graffiti scene might look at that and like look down on it have you ever experienced like the name as far as not or? the name but just like art shows in general and i think like art shows and graffiti oh, culture yeah, don't really yeah, make because yeah. it's more like you're putting yourself in the front like yeah so with that again it's politics yeah, yeah it's all politics you know uh cause at the end of the day you're gonna do what you want to do right mm -hmm. um but if you're a hard crew like a hardcore like graffiti like graffiti head a graph head then you're anti like galleries anti selling art mm. you're anti that because the mindset is it's it's it should be free i shouldn't have to put a price tag on it I'm I'm not doing it for the fame and fortune. I'm doing it for you know a selfish, egotistical reason. I I'm I'm getting up. I'm yeah, going yeah. all city. Crazy. I'm not trying to sell anything. If anything, I'm just advertising myself, mm -hmm. my my name. That's it. Um, and so like I know a lot of people, um, are like against the gallery setting. Um, but I think the pivotal moment for me was like when I got arrested. Mm. Uh, I got arrested a few times for graffiti. Like yeah, yeah. it's it's dumb. I was a kid. You know, I was like 18, even 18 and 20, I think I got arrested. And it wasn't until like the last time that I got arrested that I was just like, bro, like, am I really, is, is this really <laughs> what I want to continue to do? Yeah. You know? And so I pretty much like redirected that energy and those skill sets. And I was just like, okay, well, I love art. I enjoy, you know, creating. So what can I do that's going to lead me into something more lucrative, something more profitable, yeah. something more, um, uh, that it's contributes more to like society, to communities mm -hmm. and such and such, you know, and it, but that's just how I thought, you know, because obviously like I still have homies who are still just doing graffiti. Don't move on to the next level. Yeah. Respect. Cool. Do they support you? Like, oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. They yeah. don't. I mean, you know, all all bullshit aside, like we're still we're still cool. You know, yeah, we're yeah. still homies. That's good. Cool. So, yeah. Damn. So. I think you said your daughter was six. My son is six. Mm, it was mm -hmm. around the same time, so that's like 2017. Mm. What was uh, what was that like? Like becoming a father and like I didn't even know you had a kid until I met her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, yeah, you never know. Like sometimes nah. uh, um, I feel like certain people like to keep it low key and don't really post their kids too much. Yeah. Um, Lucas has been uh trying to start his like youtube career and oh, stuff cool. and i'm like behind the scenes yeah like that and he gets mad at me for not like editing more of his videos <laughs> he's like come on we have so many videos we need to put them out that reminds me of um the that father and his daughter oh yeah they're really yeah. cute yeah, yeah. That, that's really cool i forgot their names but it's yeah, like say sater say i don't know he's like a skater guy he's got like long hair yeah and yeah, then, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah but how was that and just like trying like becoming a father and stuff. fatherhood yeah it's a blessing, man. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely. Um, Did you freak out when you were like finding out, or you were kind of ready for it? Um, no, I. So not to get too into it, um, 
and I'm what like twenty. I'm like 24, 23, 24. I didn't even know if we were the same age or not. Yeah, like selfishly, I was just like, let's do it, you know. And, Selfi- and that, to have a kid is selfish, you think? I think so. Interesting. I think so. Yeah, especially with the state of the world, like it's very selfish to bring another human to come into this world to suffer, you know, like because mm. although life can be beautiful when you put into the into perspective, but the reality of it is like the world is burning around us, you know. I, that's how I see it right now. I could see that, especially yeah. with everything happening like in other countries. Exactly, it's like we're blessed to be here. Here and other and other everything, just Crazy. everything, you know. And like back then, I wasn't really thinking that because like mm. the problems didn't persist as high in my mind. Yeah, yeah, it was. I was just very like again selfish because I was just like, well, I don't know what's going on out there. I just know what's going on here, and like I want a kid, mm. you know. And yeah, you know. My daughter Luna was born, and um, yeah, it's 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 been blessings after um, challenges, of course. Yeah. But I think that's what builds character. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what makes us look at ourselves and like, okay, well, let's weed this out because this it's not productive. Yeah, you know? definitely. It, it's on on the contrary, you know. It's the driving factor in why I'm so busy and like why I try mm-hmm. to like yes um, stay away from like just being up with my friends till like two in the morning like it doesn't it's not productive and it's like it's always in the back of my head like i need to get back home to my kid it's like it's good yeah it's like forced responsibility like forced like discipline it's like good discipline mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean i would like to piggyback on that because like um we also do things that um is for our kids yeah, you know yeah. for example like uh, one one um, one thing that I always keep in mind, like the sacrifices that I'm making right now are for future me and future Luna. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, the, the amount of time and energy that I'm spending on creating, you know, this platform, this movement, wh- whatever you want to call it, like. I'm going to pass that on to my daughter, Yeah, definitely. you know, and um, yeah, there are some nights where I'm just like. You know, mommy, I have to go to this event to like network to meet these people to Show do this. To, yeah, yeah, right. And then uh, other times it's like, it's like, damn, like while I'm there, I'm like, fuck, is this worth it? Like, mm-hmm. I have my kid at home, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But but I have to remind myself, like, yes, it is worth it because one thing that I keep in mind is like, in order for my kid to be at a hundred, I have to be at a hundred, you know. So. If I want good things to come out of whatever I'm doing, I have to make sure that these calculative steps are moving towards that and not um, like diverting me somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, if I am going to go out to an event, it's because I am going to go network. It is because I am going to, you know, scout. Right, right, right. Um, But if I just go there, get drunk and get high, it's like you just pretty much went against your purpose yeah yeah. you know so now you are diverting from the path Mm -hmm. you know and that those are the sacrifices those nights um spending studio time you know and stuff like that is there uh like events that you could bring her to or you don't think she's at the age yet oh no i i bring her everywhere yeah yeah because i mean maybe like the rock shows are a little too crazy yeah (laughs) but but even then like um you know they have those headphones where yeah, they yeah. Per, you know sound sound headphones and uh like I can take her to little stuff like that but 
no like because I've been to those places, I really do pick and choose. I mainly just take her to like art shows and galleries. Yeah. You know, I've since she was a baby, I've always taken her there. Mm -hmm. She was actually in my first my first show, first group show that I put together. What was she it was called? part of it. Uh The Junction. Nice. Yeah. I uh she was part of it and she actually sold a piece. Mm. So that was like her first art show. Crazy. And she sold a piece. Damn, I didn't even think about incorporating Lucas's into the show. Because mm -hmm. he, he saw the calendar and he was like, oh, can I do a month? And I was like, damn, yeah, I should have asked mm -hmm. you. But so next year, yeah. Lucas will pick a month. But <laughs> yeah, I think also, too, they might get bored. I, I got to be mindful, like, not to bring him to everything because yes. a lot of times he's just like there and he's, he just wants to be on his tablet or yeah. he just wants other kids to play with and there's no other kids. But, um, like allow allow them to develop their own interests mm -hmm. instead of yeah and also just like that reminds me like when having events or like hosting events like have something interactive for the kids like i like mm -hmm. to have like coloring pages mm -hmm. or if you could have like a photo op or something cool where like the kids could have fun like with this last show at novel pizza um they allowed him to make a pizza so that was oh, like cool. a cool little like thing and yeah. he loved it he was like every time we come back here can i make a pizza and i was like we'll see i don't know you gotta ask them <laughs> yeah. yeah no that's i'm, I'm glad that you More brought up like interactive yeah. yeah yeah interactive um like shows as opposed to just like okay there's pieces on the wall cool cool all right peace i'm out yeah, you know, yeah. I think that's something that like I started noticing of uh, when you when you were doing events or mm -hmm. are doing events like the pop up events. I didn't really grasp the concept of it because I was just like I'm I was just used to like art shows, art galleries, and stuff oh, like yeah. that. So once I started seeing people doing pop ups, I was like, oh yeah, merch, merchandise, mm -hmm. um, like more than just again, I see pieces, cool, I'm out. Give oh. reason for to come and to stay. A lot of times those pieces on the wall are a little bit more expensive so maybe like have like different tiers of like mm -hmm. things that people could go home with mm -hmm. and like yeah merch uh little uh shop but even just like food or just i like dealing yeah so you've had food and drinks and like even mm -hmm. like raffles are a big thing i've never gotten into raffles but yeah that's that's tough to to um yeah, that's tough to. You gotta determine. have a host that has like good like crowd control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I, they call them MCs. Yeah, you know? MCs. Yeah, because it's like uh, you have to be able to, like engage the audience, and mm -hmm. I've never really been too good at public speaking. Like, I, mm. I don't know if I get shy or I just need to like practice more. But I always like tell my rapper friends like, "Oh, can you get the? Can you tell them that we got food and we got raffles?" I I started up Forum Creatives, mm. you know, and that's. I have pretty much like a roster of artists that I can just reach out and be like, Hey, I need a videographer for this. Like, can you do it? Yeah. Or even so, like if somebody hits me up and they're like, Hey, I know you do videography. I need help with this. Can you do it? Well, I can't, but I have a list of artists of videographers who can potentially work with you. You know, when it comes to that, like you've, like doing recaps for uh, the hummingbird and then mm -hmm. just like working with the hummingbird. You don't like think that you would just do it or you think you'd be too busy like hosting. Like if someone were to ask me to like, would you record it yourself or you would oh, want to yeah. hire somebody? Like, I guess like when do you like know like when you should hire somebody to do something or, or just like do it yourself, you know? Well, I don't. So for this one, I asked, um, other videographers to do it okay because 
that's that's the point of forum creatives i want to bring creatives together so i don't yeah. want to just do everything on myself because one yeah. i'm going to stress myself out <laughs> yeah two i'm going to like overload on work mm -hmm. um and three i'm not going to put my full attention into it you know because if i'm going to be there i'm going to have to take care of the artists i'm going to have to take care of the guests i'm going to have to take care of the space mm -hmm. so i'm going to be busy already so it's better for someone who i know who does videography who can use that and put that under catalog you know what I mean? Yeah. So whenever I do promote the uh, that recap video, I tag them and people are just like, oh, like this is a dope ass video. Who made it? Oh, this guy. Oh, OK, cool. Oh, shit. This is a dope ass videographer. Mm. And so now they're, you know, now they're gaining followers because they helped me out. I never or even thought about versa. that. Yeah, because it's almost selfish to do it on your own, even though you're trying to, like, save money. Like you could be putting someone else in like exactly. a better place. Yeah. Either save money or proving a point that I can do this. Uh, I can do everything, you know. But it's like, there's a community for a reason, bro. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's fire. Mm -hmm. I think that's important to say, especially like me. I feel like I, I do everything, <laughs> and, and there are people that want to do it. I just gotta like reach out. Yeah, reaching out is hard, and I feel like you gotta you gotta humble yourself a lot. Yeah, it's um, asking for help is hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, asking for help is hard, but. Just know that the help is there. So as long as you ask, like Idea says, he's all, he says, um, I'm here for you. All you got to do is ask, mm. you know, legit. That's it. Nice. You know, like, for example, for the project um, um, that I we were talking about. Yeah, the documents. I got documentary. Yeah, I reached out at first. I was just like, man, I don't know if these people are going to want to do it. But I would never know until I asked, mm -hmm. you know, and then when I reached out to all 10 artists, surprisingly everybody said yes and i was like dope do you have like a name for it or like a title yeah or... um I'm, the project is called no hay de otra nice there's no other way yeah yeah that's awesome yeah this is true this is like our only option is to like keep going mm -hmm. that's fire could you like give a little like explanation even though it's it might not come out till next year like it'd be cool to get like some background or like some behind the scenes yeah so um for the project no hay de otra is like uh part mini doc series in a uh, part exhibition mm -hmm. um pretty much focusing on the um like mental health in a latin latino latinx community and uh sort of like incorporating cannabis in a sense because um me personally i use cannabis medicinally mm -hmm. um because i've strayed away from alcohol nice you know um so now i'm i'm noticing um, like the benefits of using like this medicine but still like in uh like you'll you'll smoke at a party like yeah what's I, that called recreational yeah okay. I, I i smoke recreationally but i have more control mm -hmm. over it you know like for example if i'm in a row t and everyone's just passing around take a couple hits and like nah i'm good yeah you yeah. know like because i again i have more control over it and mm -hmm. i'm not just doing it to like yeah, I'm trying to get fucked up. And mm -hmm. I was like, no, dude, like, this helps me relax, you know, because I go in so anxious. Because, you know, you go into a room, like, it's not just your energy and your uh, your aura. Like, you're dealing with everybody else's aura and energy, you know. And so for me to calm down, you know, take a couple edibles, take a couple hits. Yeah. Yeah, me calmo, you know. Do you... Um do you feel like liquor or alcohol is a little harder to control or do you for me it you is. Have like bad experiences yeah for me okay. for me it is uh for so long my relationship with alcohol was one-sided mm. i thought it was 
you know, I thought it was both of us dancing together, but it was the other, the other like party pretty much taking control. Crazy. You know, and yeah. so like, um, I recognize it took me, it, you know, it, to be quite honest, I've been drinking since I was like 14, man. Yeah. And it wasn't until like last year that I like heavily cut back and I was just like, no, like I can't continue to like ruin relationships. I can't continue to like ruin myself more mm -hmm. importantly. And yeah, so I just decided to like divert from that, get away from that. And yeah, it's been, it's been very like helpful. Nice. So the cannabis has been able to like kind of take that place of, of like a, like that's what you do instead. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. you can say that I, I uh, change one vice for another, you know? Yeah. Uh, right. Which some people would say like is a healthier vice. Right. It's like right. alcohol can be a little destructive mm -hmm. even to your body. Which is interesting because like yeah. you're still intaking um, smoke. Smoke. So yeah. it's still. Unless like, you just did edibles. There. Yeah. But, but there's even, multiple ways. To, like, exactly. Take well. it. See, there's, yeah, you can go down a rabbit hole. I like where you're going with it, though, because it is taboo, especially, like, being Hispanic. So I'm Colombian. You're 100% Mexican? Like, yeah, um, born here, descendant, Mexican yeah. descendant, yeah. So uh, I know if your parents probably listen to it, or, like, they're probably anti, mm -hmm. like, weed. Mental health, too. Yeah, just, like, they don't talk about it. No. And it's, like, um, I don't know why. I guess uh, it wasn't talked about. I mean, they're not anti about it. Do you think you're, like, if you try to ask questions and stuff they won't they won't answer or what i i remember um i, I don't think they're anti mental health but mm -hmm. they just um they don't know how to deal with it you know because their parents they they come from um, a survival mode mentality. Yeah, yeah i don't have time to think about my emotions i don't have time to think about my problems mm -hmm. i just got to work through them i distract myself by just working long hard hours that's crazy i literally just had this conversation with my dad because he was telling me that um, I guess my mom came from like a higher class mm. uh, area in Colombia and he was in like the lower class. So he was saying that like um, he didn't recognize racism in Colombia because he was from the lower class. So he was like too busy like work. Well, I, my assumption is that he's too busy working or like trying to get out of there and like just surviving mm. um, that he didn't like realize that like maybe like darker skinned people could be going through something. And then my mom from like a higher class, she had the more, like it's a luxury to be more like consciously aware of like your surroundings. Well, well if you have, if you have money, you, have, you have more money, time to you have think. more time to think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's how it comes down to. And there's people that do have money and like do something with it. And like the people that just like, want more money yeah so agreed yeah and i think um like as far as going back to your initial question of like um so oh yeah I, your family like, yeah so i so i noticed uh i remember this one time i was talking to my mom um and i was, and she was like you know what's what's wrong i was just like i'm depressed mom mm. she's like depressed yeah they don't believe in you're, depression <laughs> you're depressed depressed about what yeah you have food on your table. You have a roof over your head. You have clothes on your back. You got a bed to sleep. What are you depressed about? Yeah. You know, and I was just like, I don't know, life? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. But I feel like, I feel this. I think, you, sad, you know, yeah. I think this way, you know? And so, like, that's that's one thing that I hope to uh, evoke with this project is, like, that conversation mm -hmm. within one and within the family, you know? Because, like, I want people to go and, like, 
you know, like I want them to hear your guys' stories and then they have a conversation with their family members like, oh, you know, este muchacho, like he's dealing with all this, but you can't even tell. Like mm -hmm. what? You know, because mental health doesn't have a face. There's no poster child for mental health. You know, there yeah. shouldn't be because it's all everybody's different. It's all different. You know, Damn, that's interesting. It'll definitely get the ball rolling and a lot of conversations will be had. Mm -hmm. I just wonder what. I mean, yeah, what would make them want to or like what's the proper way to like respond to that? Like if you were t if you told your mom that I'm depressed, like what's the best way that your mom could help or like parents could help? Because mm -hmm. I have a cousin that's similar. That's like I think she's like 14 and mm -hmm. she's they just feel lost. You know, it's like mm -hmm. an age where everybody feels lost, especially teenage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess like what's some advice or like what do you think like even like we could do for them? Um, well, or like put your place, put your daughter in that place. Right. No, mm -hmm. I, that's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> well, first of all is, um, listening to them, hearing mm -hmm. them out. Right. And, um, acknowledging them in their, and their world. Yeah. Right. And, um, giving them again, the opportunity to like, let it out. Cause it sounds it sounds different when you let it out compared when it's only up here mm. because when it's up here, you're only having a one way conversation. Yeah. Right. You're only, you, the dialogue is coming from within and that's it. But if you put it out there, then it, it, it allows for other people to come and help you. And then you, you probably even think like, Oh shit. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it's not that bad not of a that problem. Bad. Yeah. Or, or now that I said it, spoke it out, okay, now I can begin the next steps of like, how can I, you know, um, deal with this problem? How can I, um, like when I do get triggered, how can I acknowledge that and move differently, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so as far as like, especially with kids, man, like it's it's hard because they don't really know how to express themselves. Yeah. You know, even though um, we give them so much credit, because I give my daughter so much credit, man. Mm -hmm. This little six-year-old, she's, she's, She's a 16-year-old, bro. What I loved about, like, meeting her was that she was so, like, nice. And just, like, my son isn't like that. Like, he, he'll, he like, focus on his own shit. Like, he doesn't say hi to people when they first meet each other. And I think I need to, like, I, it's not something that I want to force on him, but, like, I need to, right. like, tell him. Encourage. Encourage, yeah. Just, like, like it opens a lot of doors, like, just saying hi to people. Uh, yeah it's cool no that yeah that little girl um, you taught her that or she's just always been like that like she's like to uh, say hi to people um well i mean traditionally you know yeah. i i would always say say you introduce know it's, it's polite to yeah. say hi mm -hmm. um you know introduce yourself um but i think that's just part of her personality because yeah. no matter where we go oh hi my name is luna hi you know hi that's cool and one thing i actually had to like talk to her about was like mommy you can't really do that to everybody yeah, because you know, like, not everybody's not everyone has the same intentions mm -hmm. or just you know the same idea behind it. And like, you know, yeah, that's that, that's, that's one thing that me and my girl talk about. Because um, even like with my family, I don't know if it's common amongst Colombians or just like Mexicans in general, but we say like "oh, dale beso" or like "dale un abrazo." Yeah, and like we're always telling them like, I guess they told me. Like, when you see someone, like, give them a kiss on the cheek or give them a hug. Yeah. But I think now, like, having kids, I kind of don't want to tell them that because I think a handshake is enough. And, like, you don't really yeah. have to 
show too much yeah. um, affection. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I guess it's like, different with the girl too. Oh yeah, yeah. especially <laughs> girls, dude. No, yeah. like, um, yeah, especially with like you know weird uncles and mm -hmm. um, again just people with malintentions, right, you know, right. like uh, like something as innocent as like oh Mija, come sit on my lap. Mm. dude that can be completely different Crazy. in like that person's and you like, would never tell that to the boy it would only exactly. be for the girls exactly never like yeah yeah so no. i'm an only child are you you have siblings i have siblings yeah How many? i'm um four others crazy yeah. okay yeah i'm a middle child and yeah. it's interesting yeah, <laughs> yeah at least the same i think i seen this uh there's a TikTok where oh yeah they I were know. talking about like I'm the oldest and I get like and then I'm the youngest and then they as soon as the middle child talks they just like the, <laughs> gets cut off and shit like is no that one how cares. it feels yeah dude you it's it's like... it's so weird how that's true like um they're just like ah shut up the oldest and the youngest get the most yeah. Like, yeah 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 wow I feel like I'm learning a lot about you man is there um. Is there something that you're proud of that we could? So this is the proud disappointment podcast. I ask all my guests the same thing. Is there something that you're proud of, and then maybe something that you're disappointed in? You said the world is burning around you, so that's pretty. Like, <laughs> I'm disappointed in the world. In the world, that's for sure. <laughs> but there's only so much we can do, yeah. right? But um, I'm I'm proud. I'm very proud of uh, not going to art school. Oh, yeah. You think that would have been like detrimental to you, like as an artist? Yeah, because I would have been like another, um, a cookie cutout, mm. you know. Um, I still remember, and this is a very like profound moment in my life where I went to the Art Institute. I was in a financial office and they were, you know, they were telling me, oh, yeah, it's it's only $40,000 a year. <laughs> only. You know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my mom turns to me. She's like, if you want to do this, yeah, I'll take out loans. I'll, you know, I'll send you to school. Go ahead. You know, because before that, she wasn't as supportive with art. You know, she was just like, ah, I guess it's all. You're not going to make money. Like, mm -hmm. you know. Was this straight out of uh, high school? Yeah, this is, uh, yeah. So okay. it was like that summer, mm -hmm. um, you know, right after high school. She definitely wanted me to go straight to college. I took a year off, um, but then I went to school. And, but yeah, so that moment turned to me. If you want to do it, we'll do it. And I, I remember, um, thinking about my brother being in debt um, and how now she's in debt because of that. And I was just like, no, mom, I don't want you to go through that. Mm -hmm. You know, I can do it on my own. I can figure it out. Nice. You know, and maybe I didn't do, um, maybe I'm not where I would like to be, but I know where I am where I need to be, mm -hmm. you know? And, and that's, <laughs> that's one of the lessons that I've learned throughout life is that God doesn't give you what you want. God gives you what you need, mm -hmm. you know? Did you go straight to working right after that, or did you go to school for something else? Right. No, yeah, I, w I was working. Nice. Like I didn't work. I didn't start working until I was eighteen. Okay. You know, I know a lot of people start when they're like 14, 16, 15, 14. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, I didn't. My mom didn't focus on school. Do that. Don't worry about work. And then it wasn't until like after high school that I was just like, yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to like figure this on my own. Yeah. Figure this shit out on my own. And yeah. So like, how do you? Um provide for yourself <laughs> like what's your job at the moment oh That's so I, like... I, I so i work at a dispensary okay and like nice. the little side hustles that I, you know yeah make yeah. a little money here how's that like the, the dispensary life it's i mean it's cool it's pretty it's like, like a sales it's, it's real job. it's retail you have to you know? retail yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's what it is it's just retail nice you know it's it's weird how like it's corporate 
mm-hmm. you go in there and like yeah yeah let me get two of those five of those mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i have a friend who works at maribus he does the podcast with me oh, maribus nice. is like uh it's in westchester he always tells me stories and <laughs> he actually just talked about how they like the majority of the employees are always women, uh men and mm. they, would, they need more women there yeah it's like the energy is weird yeah I mean, it's a lot of masculine energy yeah. in one space. Yeah. I think one thing that I've noticed that I actually really appreciate is a lot of um, women-owned cannabis in, uh, yeah, businesses. Yeah. That's that's really cool, you know. Um, they have, like, what's called the Prisoner Project, where they um, help those who are incarcerated because of cannabis, you know, like drug laws. Yeah. Um, which they help them, like, get out and help them, like, ease their way in back into uh, society. Yeah, because it's crazy how now that it's like legal, but it's not like federally legal, but you could still like the same reason that you would get incarcerated a long time ago is like, yeah, it shouldn't apply and it doesn't update. Like it, they Dude, didn't get the update. It like grinds, still in really grinds my gears, man, that like there's uh like these corporate like guys in suits, not necessarily suits, but you know, when, whenever I think corporate, corporate, I think like guys in suits, but like you have these corporate drug dealers mm-hmm. and then you have like street Street dealers dealers. they're doing the same shit essentially except one is branded better than the other yeah you know but like working at a dispensary how would you feel or like what's the right age for like to introduce weed to your daughter oh man yeah that's that's a really good question (laughs) i mean i'm i would like to i would like to say that her mom and i were pretty transparent okay you know we do we do protect her like if it's something heavy of course we're not gonna has she asked you like what do you do for work and like you have to tell no her, like, oh, okay. no no but she knows what what marijuana is she knows really? what weed is yeah crazy i don't yeah. think my son i mean we never talked about it he might maybe he's on a video or something yeah it's just one of those things where like it's not like we went up to him where it was like mommy this is weed yeah, yeah. this is what you do with it <laughs> no it's just like she like she would like smell it on me she's like papi you stink oh crazy i'm like oh sorry mommy you know like if she if i if i had my tray out she would like see it and she's like, Oh, what's that? And I was what's like, that? Oh, it's it's grown up stuff, you know. Yeah, and it's yeah. not like I just have it there on the table, it's like on the shelf and stuff like that. But she still is like is able to see it and she's like, What is that? You know, like trying mm. to peek and I'm just like, Oh, that's that's adult stuff, you know. That's good though. I think there's a there's certain parents that like hi- not really like hide, but like try to preserve that innocence. And then there's like um like just being transparent and like I think even with Lucas, like I've been like I tell him everything, mm-hmm. um, but with my second son, so I just had a second son. Nice. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to try to like preserve a little bit more of that innocence. Like, mm. like for example, Lucas. If I took him to Disney World, I don't think he would have a good time. Like, I think he's oh. more like of a like Universal Studios, Universal Studios kid, Transformers, you know I mean? Spider Man, all that. Good like stuff. he never had like a Disney phase, and like good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess there's certain right so it's like fuck disney it's certain like things that like maybe i don't know like that's always been a conflict of mine like do you preserve the innocence or do you try to like tell them as much as they can so that they could be ahead of the game like when they're older you know? well we can we can overexpose them mm-hmm. overexpose because, them yeah we okay. can't because oh we world, can't the world already does that okay if they have a tablet they have access true you know and, but it's not like we I don't know. I don't let my daughter go on the internet. Mm-hmm. She only goes on Toka Boca. She she does Duolingo, um, some like Gotcha Life. So she does no, like YouTube. 
YouTube kids, yes, okay, YouTube. YouTube, but under supervision, because mm. otherwise, like, <laughs> it can veer off to other videos. Crazy shit. Yeah, there's know? crazy shit on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, heavy dude, and it's crazy because like they're disguised as kids' videos. Yeah, that's disgusting. But I, they, yeah, like the whole. Um, it was a a face that would always pop up and like scare kids, right? Mm. I mm-hmm. forgot what that was called. I I forgot too, but I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. But something like that, where it's like, if if we are gonna allow our kids to, you know, do this, we at least have to be able to like explain to them, yeah, you know, or or like prepare them, prepare, yeah, protect, prepare, and protect. you know. But yeah, as far as like like giving too much information, overexposing, mm-hmm. like, I I you know I can see why you would want to like kind of hold back and um, be a little more reserved yeah, with yeah. this information because preserving that innocence, as you mentioned, you know, because. You know how people say that, like, oh, you're born into sin. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah you, we are born into sin, but we're not born as sinners. Mm. You know, it's not until we are we are tainted. You know, it's not until we, for example, like if they watch YouTube, like hella violence, and then they start replicating that. Yeah. Then now they're tainted. Now they see as violence is something exciting, something that is like to look forward to, to actually do, you know, to seek after when um, we could have avoided that by talking to them about that like hey that's you know this is violence this is what this does it causes harm it does this kind of like again protecting and uh, giving them the proper information no yeah that's real that's important does your daughter believe in santa claus you're like oh yeah okay (laughs) so you still like preserve the yeah that's that's something that like i i had to like talk to myself about Mm. it's not for me it's for her nice because Obviously, I don't believe in Santa Claus. I don't believe in all that. I don't believe in the holidays, to be quite honest, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, I remember I had a, this conversation with her mom, and she got pissed at me because I was just like, man, like, fuck these holidays. Like, we don't want, like, the hell? They, it's just uh, capitalism. Just, right, right. just trying to get us to consume and buy and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, bro, do it for your daughter. Like, it's for the kids. It's not for us. Yeah. You know? And I think about, like, when I was a kid and like, um, you know, the holiday parties and all that stuff, like the adults were going through their shit, but they put that aside and did it for the kids, you know? Yeah. They came together for the kids. No matter what problems they had, set them aside so that we can give these kids the memories they need to, you know, grow. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there uh, something that you're disappointed in? I don't think. Uh, <laughs> disappointed. Um, it could be within yourself too, or maybe like a show that didn't go as well, or like something that you uh, had high expectations for, but it was like, damn. I think uh, a disappointment, if I had to choose one, would be that um, I didn't take myself serious early on. Mm. You know, because I've been, I've been drawing and illustrating and like getting into. I even. I remember in, in middle school, they had us take like this uh, this career assessment where like depending on what answers you give, they would like give you the three top jobs that you would qualify for and like thrive in. And the number one was graphic designer. Crazy. You know, and that's what I do right now. So yeah. it's just like if I would have taken that and actually moved with it, mm-hmm. I would have probably been somewhere else. But like I said, I'm where I need to be at the moment, you know. So nice. I guess that would be my only disappointment. You came back to it eventually. Right, right. What do you think? Like, what were some things that you, uh, like, entertained since then? Like, or that you thought was going to be... Like, for example, like, 
same here like middle school i used to always like say i wanted to be an artist but then like after being told so many times like oh you're not gonna make any money or you're not gonna be able to make that a career like i was like all right like i think maybe like a business management or like engineering mm-hmm. like did you ever have those or are you just like in between that um no so i always i always had the idea of like doing something with art nice like ever ever since like middle school even before that like just something about creating something about images mm. um also like i i write so also uh, storytelling rapping <laughs> yeah rapping yeah. too you know so it's like i always wanted to do something with art creative you know yeah. and and um that has always been stuck in the back of my mind in the back burner and even like in my perspective um that yeah no matter what i did it was always just art 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 so i always chose that you know, I um, at some point I was like working two jobs and not doing art, fucking miserable, <laughs> yeah. miserable, you know. And so that's when I was just like, OK, this this is definitely for me. You know, yeah. I forgot what the Japanese saying is, but there's this uh, this specific saying where it's like, do what you do, what you're good at, do what you love, do something that will make you money and also do something that can that contributes to the world, mm. you know. And so, like, I follow that with art. <clears throat> nice. You know, it's beautiful. I think on that note, it pretty much wraps up this episode. I got to get to my son's soccer practice. Right, right. We're going to smoke one joint. Smoke weed then, every day. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you for joining us. Where can they follow you um, on Instagram? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I'm under It's Milk Breath. It's Milk Breath. Uh, nice. That's my uh, personal art page. And then uh, um, moving into forum.creatives, uh, which is going to be more so like the art agency platform that um you know providing for artists nice thank you ron appreciate you it's nice it's a good time